Support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from our friends at Bold Apps. Unofficial Shopify podcast listeners might like to try Product Upsell, one of the most popular apps on Shopify ever. It lets you create targeted upsell offers when customers add to cart or check out, and then provides you with the analytics to check your results. And with those results, you may find uh, that most stores say the app pays for itself in the first week, and we found that to be true. Bold is offering the unofficial Shopify podcast an extended trial by going to websiterescues.com slash bold. So if you go to websiterescues.com slash bold, get started today. Hey, welcome back to the unofficial Shopify podcast, recording from EtherCycle headquarters outside Chicago. I'm your host, Kurt Elster. Um, and the the number one problem that Shopify store owners have, and we've I've mentioned it uh, more times than I could count now, is how do I get more traffic to my store? And really, how do I get more qualified traffic to my store? And with the holidays coming up, everybody wants wants to beef up their their visitor numbers and get those those walled out ready to buy customers onto their store. And there's a resource that's really great that's kind of difficult to set up um, that a lot of people should be using but aren't. I consistently, you know, when I when I talk to new clients, I say, you know, tell me how you're getting traffic. And there's one critical thing that's always missing, almost always, um, and that's Google Shopping. And Google Shopping, I, I think, and we talked about this a little in the pre-interview, is different than Google AdWords. I think people have bad experiences with Google AdWords, so they just throw out Google Shopping. They ignore it entirely, or they've never even heard of it. Um, but joining me today is Brett Curry. And the reason I asked him to join us is if you Google uh, Google Shopping Shopify or Guide to Google Shopping, you'll come up with this amazing resource that he produced uh, that's on the Shopify Shopify guides called The Ultimate Guide to Google Shopping. It's cohesive. They've got it as a PDF. It's nine chapters. Just Google The Ultimate Guide to Google Shopping. I'll link to it in the show notes. Uh, but it's a really phenomenal resource, and it comes from uh, Brett Curry. He's the CEO of OMG Commerce uh, and the host of the Llama Commerce Show, which is another wonderful, actionable podcast that I recommend you subscribe to. Uh, Brett, thank you for joining us. Kurt, I am excited to be here. I'm a, a listener, love your podcast, love what you're doing, and so I'm excited to be a guest today. And I love this topic, so I'm excited about that. Thank you. I, I'm honored. Uh, I do. I appreciate it. Um, so, okay. Number one, easy question. What the hell is Google Shopping? Yeah, it's funny. And you mentioned it. We were kind of talking about this beforehand. There's still a lot of merchants that don't know what Google Shopping is. But basically, Google Shopping uh, or product listing ads, PLAs, those are all synonyms. Uh, one I always, and the same. Yeah, I used to always hear it called Google PLA, product listing ad. And now I hear it called right. Google Shopping. Did they change the name of it or what? what's the deal here? So, sort of. So, Google Shopping is the campaign type. Google Shopping is kind of the whole thing together. The ad units are still referred to as product listing ads or, or PLAs. And so that's kind of the difference. But but so if you hear someone say Google Shopping or PLAs, are usually just referring to the, the same thing. Um, but if you go to, to Google and you're searching for a product, so I was looking for a waterproof flashlight recently. My kids and I just built a tree house recently, so we're gearing up. Cool. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, it's actually really cool. Uh, we search for waterproof flashlight up in the upper right, usually, or sometimes at the top, you'll see the product listing ads. So it's an image of the product, title, price, super compelling ad that's just begging to be clicked if you you know find the product that, that's somewhat interesting there. And so those are the PLAs and, and, and or Google Shopping. And that's really Google is showing that more and more. Almost any product-related search you do uh, on Google, it's going to return the Google Shopping results. Yeah, and I think traditionally 
you know, um, when people think of Google ads, they think of those text ads, the Google, the traditional just Google AdWords text ad. And those are so hard, um, you know, to, to get a good ROI out of because it's a really competitive space. Um, and there's, I mean, you have to suddenly be an incredibly good micro copywriter to get an effective ad and you got to split test stuff. What I love about these Google shopping ads is they're essentially dynamic. There's not a lot that you personally can put into them or test them, correct? Yeah. So the di- one of the big differences is you're not picking the keywords for Google shopping. So when you set up your Google shopping campaigns, you don't pick your keywords. Now you can greatly influence that and we'll get into that. I'm sure uh, but Google really picks. Google looks at your product feed. They look at your product page and they say, ah, this is relevant for waterproof flashlight or this is relevant for Nike running shoe. So they're picking your keywords, which, which is nice. Um, and, and yeah, well, on the text side, I mean, we love text ads too. I'm, I'm kind of an AdWords junkie. I think text ads can be great and they have their place. They can also be tricky, like finding what are the keywords that someone will actually, you know, that indicate someone is actually a buyer what page do I send them to? How do I craft the copy? How do we structure the account? It's super complex. It's more complex even than, than Google Shopping for sure. And, and the return on ad spend for Google Shopping in general is much higher than it is on, on the text side. And not to, go down, um, not to go down a rabbit hole, but the, the other feature that's phenomenal about Google Shopping is – you can literally, in like 60 seconds, turn on a dynamic remarketing campaign. And by dynamic, what I mean is someone visits a product page. Google knows that URL. They know, hey, this is what the person's looking at. And then, like a lost dog, di- automatically generated ads with the picture of the product and the title and the price will follow them around the web to different websites. Yeah, it's fantastic. And, and we recommend that across the board every time. We recommend clients turn on dynamic remarketing because it, it, it's powered by the same data feed that's going to power your Google shopping campaigns. And so just a super quick note, and we can go deeper in this if you want, Kurt, but you know, your data feed is just information about your product packaged up in a way that Google can make sense of it. And then you submit that to Merchant Center and, and Google Merchant Center is connected to AdWords and together they they power Google shopping. But yeah, it's beautiful. So now someone clicks on your your running shoe listing, they land on your running shoe product page, they don't buy, and then now you can target them with ads with that specific shoe in the ad. Pretty powerful. Used to cost a ton of money. I remember when I was at an uh, internet retailer in Chicago probably five years ago, something like that, six years ago, and this was just being introduced and you know, people were asking for, a couple of the providers were asking for you know, $10,000 a month minimum spends to do dynamic remarketing. And and now, you know, it's available through AdWords and you can pay as little as you want. Uh, it's pretty cool. So I think the with pay-per-click in general, the issue is there's a lot of hype. It's always like, oh, yeah, you've got, you know, we've got access to millions and millions of people and you could just send them to your site. And for pennies a click, you're going to get, you know, you're going to make all this money. You just point the traffic like a fire hose and you just make thousands of dollars. Does, and oftentimes they don't live up to the hype. Um but I think Google Shopping ads might be the one thing that's different. So it's the I think it's an incredible traffic source. Does it live up to the hype? Yeah, it's it absolutely does. <laughs> that's an easy question, but I, but I like it. I like it. And actually, there's a couple things that I can add to that. Um, one, I think the hype in general for paid search is justified because uh, if you look at the the numbers, the the percentage of traffic driven to an e-commerce site from search is still astronomical. So for, for most e-commerce sites, if they look at their analytics and say, okay, where is my traffic coming from? 
I think the averages we've seen are between 50 and 75% of all traffic to an e-commerce site comes from search. Now, that's, that includes organic. That includes paid. We have some clients that are higher than that where you know the vast majority 80% of their traffic comes from search. So I think it's I think it's legitimate like you you better figure out search uh, and and I I like you Kurt I'm kind of a junkie when it comes to all things marketing and all things e-commerce. So I mean I'm bullish about Facebook ads, Instagram ads. Uh, you know I I love whatever's working. But you can't ignore search. Search is still how most people discover products. So if I'm a consumer, I'm looking for a particular product, I'm likely going to search for it. That's just still the way things work. And so, so all that to say, yeah, you better focus on search. But what we see with Google Shopping is often the return on ad spend or the, the ROI, slightly different calculation, but super similar. The return on ad spend is often double, sometimes triple what it is, sometimes more than, than what it is on the, the text side because it's just so focused. If someone types in a specific product they're looking for, they see the picture, they see the price, they click on it, that's a pretty good quality click. So there's, I think there, yeah, that, that's a great point. I think there's two reasons that make this powerful. One, you know, like you just said, is intent. So traditional ads are interruption marketing. So if I've got, you know, I just want to go to Facebook and I want to see what memes my father-in-law posted. And then I've got a sidebar ad for like, you know, this, the new military tactical flashlight kind of thing. It's interruption marketing. You know, it's, it's interrupting my flow versus if I'm searching for, you know, tactical flashlight, I'm going to see ads for pictures of exactly the thing I'm looking for. And even um, the placement is phenomenal because you get an image of the product with even like a customer review rating above even the text ad. So you've got absolute top placement in those search results. So, all right, I'm sold on, on Google Shopping's power. How does it work? How do I get going? Yeah, so there's a few ways to get going. I, t- I talked about Merchant Center a little bit and, and your data feed. And... Uh, I could really well, geek out. This is okay. Yeah, please. So we've got Google AdWords. Um, you know, if I want to run Google Ads, I go to Google AdWords. It, Google Shopping is from a tech. Well, there's not really a lot to set up. You know, you're not doing copywriting and that kind of thing. There's a lot more technically involved. And even like within Google, you've got to mess with. I've got to shut up Google Shopping and Google Merchant Center, and I've probably got to mess with Google Webmaster Tools. Like, there's a lot going on there. So walk me through it. Yeah, sure. So your campaigns are actually built in AdWords. So if you have an AdWords account and you went to the little plus campaign button and you want to build out something, a new campaign, you'll see shopping as as an option there. But to do that, you have to have a, a Google Merchant Center account and that's where your data feed lives. And so your data feed, like I said, just it's just information about your product packaged up in a way Google likes and can read and make sense of. And there's a few ways you can do that if you have a Shopify site, which most people on this podcast, listen to this podcast would. Uh, there is a, a handy dandy Shopify app that is pre-designed and basically will take all of your product data from Shopify, push it to Merchant Center, format it the way that Google wants it. Uh, that can be a fantastic way to set this up depending on how your products are set up on your site. Um, so uh, I, I don't know about you, Kurt. I'm kind of an SEO junkie as well. That's how, that's how I got started in online marketing. Are you much of an SEO guy? SEO is totally different now than it used to be. It's totally different. I try not to obsess over it. Um, now I'm, I'm mostly into content marketing now. I used to love yeah. messing with SEO. Now I'm content marketing is it's where it's at for me. 
Yeah, which I would argue, you know, content marketing is like that is the future of SEO in, in my opinion. Um, but I, I started as kind of an SEO junkie back in 2004, had some success, got hooked on it. So there are some similarities with your product feed, your data feed that you send to Merchant Center and SEO. So, you know, since you don't pick your keywords, right, Google uh, is still going to pick them for you. And the way they do that is by looking at your data feed and saying, hey, what is this product relevant for? And then they look at your product page and say, hey, what is this relevant for? Uh, we've run into to a scenario a few times where we help uh, apparel companies get their feed launched and their campaigns launched. And so, you know, apparel companies will often have these super catchy titles. And so I was looking at uh, a women's apparel site that I can't remember the name of. It was like this fuzzy scarf and it was, I don't know, it just had this really creative name that had nothing to do with scarves. And so if you were just to use the Shopify app and push that title to Google and they see it's, you know, the fuzzy whatever, they don't know that that's a scarf. They can't tell by the title that that's a, a scarf. And so then what you'd want to do is you want to enhance that title a little bit and call it, you know, this is the, the plush scarf or, you know, this is the, the plush cotton scarf or whatever people might be searching for when they're looking for a scarf like that. That's what you'd want in the title. Uh, you'd also want your product description to be detailed so that when Google looks at that, they say, ah, got it. Now I'm going to show this product for these searches. And so it's really important then that you craft the, the feed in such a way that it's, it's optimized. Um, because if anybody's kind of dug into AdWords, and I won't get too technical, but if you've run text ads, then you've maybe seen your, your quality score, right? So if you're running a text ad and you're bidding on uh, tactical lights, we'll go back to that example. Google's going to give you a quality score for that keyword. And they're going to say, hey, based on your ad copy, based on your click-through rate or expected click-through rate, based on your landing page, we'll give you a quality score you know, between 1 and 10. And that's going to influence how much you pay per click. It's also going to influence how often Google shows you. Um, you can't see the quality score in Google Shopping, right? Google does not make that available, but there still is a quality score. So, uh, and, and it's largely driven by your, your product feed and by your product page. And so, uh, so things like the Shopify app are super handy, but you may want to kind of customize that, that feed just a little bit. Did you have a question there, Kurt? No. So you use, um, all right. So I start with, I've got, uh, you know, traditional, the Google AdWords account I got to create, you know, so they could bill me so I could set it up and run the campaign. But the feed for the campaign is going to come from my Google Merchant Center account, where I'm going to tell them like, "Hey, here's my shipping rules. Here's you know, here's my taxes. Here's all the the nitty gritty that wouldn't be covered in AdWords." And then I give that a feed, and my two options are I can manually create it as a spreadsheet, um, or I can use uh, I think the official like Google Shopping app that's in the Shopify store, and I'll link to it in the show notes, um, which will do it. But then there's you know there's data that's required that's missing, especially with like. Is this a new or used item? I mean, there's just data fields that are that are missing there. Um, yeah, yeah, and you get you got things like you know product type, which you can kind of freestyle a little bit and put whatever you want in the product type. It's not visible to the searcher; it's only visible to Google. Right, so it's a great way it, to. Yeah, you have to tell it the category, and it, uh, it auto completes, which is help. But yeah, that one's kind of uh, <laughs> that. That's probably a bigger pay if you've got like a thousand items. You got to set the type for all these items. Right. So that's the Google thing. You may be referring to the Google product category, which is it's Google based on a category. very defined. Yeah. 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 That's based on a very defined taxonomy. So Google's saying, here's, I don't know what it is, like three or 4,000 different category options. You have to pick one of those that best fits your product. So yeah, there's, there's potentially some customization Wait, so there. Type compared to that. 
Yeah, so product category, you've got to pick from Google's list. Uh, product type is really just, it's kind of like a free-for-all. You can do whatever you want. Uh, so basically we look at, you know, how do we make it, how do we fill in the gaps of anything that's not covered in our title, description, or, or Google product category? Or how do we just emphasize the main things? So put the main keywords in there again. Uh, one thing to consider, you know, Google's really good at picking out keyword stuffing. So keyword stuffing is not advised. It's not helpful. Don't do it. Uh, but you can mention the keyword in, in different places. So it can be in the title and in the description and in the product type. That's perfectly acceptable. But you don't want to list you know, the keyword over and over again in the title or in the description. Um, so, so yeah, product type is super important. And, and like you mentioned, yeah, you can either create a manual feed by creating a Google Sheet, which we do that a lot. Uh, or you can push from the Shopify app. There's some other services you can use too, and, and some of them are are pretty good. Uh, they'll basically connect to Shopify or connect to your platform, package things up, and send them to, to Merchant Center. You still got to customize a little, uh, but the services have a monthly fee, so you know that's not always helpful unless you have a lot of products. Right. So, but but yeah, getting the getting the feed right is critical because it's really the it's the foundation of everything, right? So if you if your feed is under leveraged. Or, or under-optimized, I should say, you'll be paying more for your clicks and you'll have limited visibility because Google might not find you relevant for some of the keywords you know you want to show up for. So data feeds, super important. Before we continue, I wanted to share a quick tip from our sponsor, Referral Duty. Find out what's working, then do more of that. So look at your top sales channels and then double down. That's the 80-20 rule in action. For many stores, word of mouth is a top channel, but how do you double down on word of mouth? Check out Referral Candy. They increase word of mouth sales by giving your store a referral friend program, and they're giving you guys 50 bucks to get started with it. Just go to kurtelster.com slash referral candy to get started. So, um, in, it sounds like, um, and based on my experience, this is absolutely true, where people fall on their face with setting up their, their Google Shopping campaign is in building this Google product feed. Yeah, it's the, it's the least fun. Although we have we have several people on our team, uh, one, Chelsea, who she just loves data feeds. It, it, it's an acquired taste. Uh, <laughs> you have to, to learn to love it. But yeah, it's not really fun uh, in the beginning, and it can be kind of confusing, but it, but it is super, super important. That makes sense. Um, all right. So once I've got, if I get that, do you have, well, are there any other tips um, or any other uh, mistakes you see people making when setting up that product feed? And you, yeah, you went one of the, yeah, one of the things that we see, usually it comes down to title and description and product type and Google product category. It's kind of those four things really drive the exposure. Um, and, and then they dictate your impression. So one of the mistakes we see is people will just push their, titles and descriptions from their page through to the the feed. And a lot of times, you know, someone will, I, I love copywriting. I know you do too, uh, Kurt, but sometimes the description, like the product description is all about, you know, how this product is going to make you feel, you know, you know, you'll put on these sunglasses, you'll walk down the beach, people will do a double take, they'll whistle and, you know, whatever. And so sales copy in your product description for your feed makes no difference, right? You're not trying to persuade Google Almost nobody will see your product description. Uh, a few could. Uh, but mainly the description is just to be accurate and to put more keywords in there, right? And, and same kind of goes with your title. Once you want your title to be specific, you want it to have 
your most important couple of keywords in it. You're limited to 150 characters, although Google doesn't display that many in the actual results. So, so getting those two things, title and description right, absolutely critical. And then Google product category is important. We, I use an example. We've got a client that sells uh, remote control car parts. And uh, do, do, they do very well online. When we took over their account uh, from another agency, the Google product category was uh, automotive parts. So it was like the same category as <laughs> it's you know, very selling. Different. <laughs> very different. Yeah. So you're selling like Goodyear real tires. You know, they're in that same category where they were actually selling, you know, the little miniature RC car uh, part tire. So we had to fix that. And then, and then product type, uh, product type, often that's empty. People just don't utilize it. It's really just a great place to put some more keywords and, and just give yourself kind of this leg up with, with your feed. So usually what we see is, is people either don't fill enough details into their feed or then they don't pay attention once they upload it, right? So you, you set up Merchant Center and then you forget it. Uh, sometimes you'll have errors pop up in Merchant Center, like if a product page is not crawlable or we even have weird things happen sometimes, like a, a pet food retailer we work with. Some of their products got flagged as being weapons. And <laughs> I, I don't know why. I mean, they sell dog food. So it's like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. But we had to go in and fix that. So at any time, you may have you know 10% of your products Would you want to get hit with like a water balloon filled with Purina? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's the only no, way I can think of that making sense. No, I would not. Thank you, Google, for saving us. <laughs> yeah, Google saved you from that. Weapon. You're welcome. Yes, yes. So... Uh, yeah. How much is this going to cost me, and how do I go about reducing that cost? Yeah. So the great thing is, I mean, this is all free to set up if you, with a couple of caveats. So if you use the the Shopify app, no charge for that. You know, creating your Merchant Center account, Google doesn't charge you for that. Obviously, they do charge you by click. You know, when you run your campaign, just like they do other AdWords campaigns, you're paying paying for the click. Um, if you use like a data feed service, like a data feed watch or go data feed, a couple of the popular ones, yeah, it's going to cost you 19 to 150 bucks a month, depending on, you know, for most people it'd be that, that lower range. But if you have, you know, 30, 40,000 products, it's going to be the, the upper range. Um, so, so really the cost from Google's point of view is, is not that great. Um, it, it's really just if you're using any additional tools and then, you know, whatever you're going to pay for your, your CPCs or your, your cost per click. Okay. Makes sense to me. Um, all right. So do you have any, uh, I noticed in, you know, I, I searched waterproof flashlight and some of them clearly have ad extensions. The two I see, um, I see some, one says special offer, another says 20% price drop and two have the review ratings on there. And I think, you know, Amazon has, has taught us that those review ratings are really powerful because it's got the star rating plus the number of reviews. How do I add that to my, my product listing ads? Yeah, it's su super helpful. So, you know, aside from getting your feed set up correctly, you know, you want to add some of these extensions, which we'll talk about. Also, bidding is huge, which we'll want to talk about as well. But getting, getting those extensions, so the review side of things, uh, Google is making that a little more difficult, kind of like Amazon just recently um, tightened up the way they allow reviews and allow merchants to promote reviews. Uh, Google is now really pushing for merchants to have a, a third-party review and, and rating aggregator. So, uh, you know, you sign up for service, you plug that into your site, and, and they manage and, and confirm the reviews. What Google is mainly wanting now is for you then to connect that third-party 
uh, review engine like a Power Reviews or Shopper Approved, or you know, there's a bunch of them uh, to connect that then to Merchant Center, so so Google can verify that these are actual reviews. At at the time of this recording, you can still get like a, a review export. You know, here's a spreadsheet of all our reviews. We can upload it, but we're seeing those rejected some. So so likely you're going to want to look at that third party uh, review service. Also, then Google requires for an individual product. You have to have at least three reviews for that product before ratings will show up. So uh, if you get less than three reviews on an individual product, Google's not going to show the the star ratings. And they don't guarantee, you know, like with a lot of things, Google, they don't ever guarantee that they will do it, but it's it's a possibility. Uh, the other really cool extension is the special offer or called promos. So promos are, are coupon code based. So you have to create a coupon code. And then basically you're, you're creating a separate feed in Merchant Center. You're mapping out and telling Google, hey, this code applies to these products. Here are the details of that code. But it's kind of nice because right under then the picture in the title, you'll see the little price tag and it's a special offer. You click on that. It'll then give you the code that you can copy and then, and then go paste that into to checkout. So both of those things will, will improve your click-through rate and, and they can help with conversions. And the nice thing, again, just to kind of mention this, as your click-through rate goes up, your quality score goes up, and, and likely your CPCs will go down. So you can get more exposure, you know, the better your click-through rate is, which is important to keep in mind. So uh, walking backwards, touching on something you mentioned earlier, what, what's, a, what's a good bidding strategy? How do I go about this? I think this is one of the things that's probably most intimidating to people. Yeah, it really is. And and this is something that, that I outline in, in quite a bit of detail in the, the Google Shopping Guide uh, with Shopify. It's totally free, so, so check that out. Um, but, you know, a lot of people will just say, okay, here's my feed with, you know, 500 products. Um, I'll bid a dollar on everything. And that's not taking into consideration that, hey, maybe some of your products are $200 and some are 5 so you don't want to bid a dollar on a $500 or a $200 product just like you would a $5 product. So we like to set it up and look at, you know, what uh, what are items selling for? So what's your price of a particular item? You know, what kind of margin do you have available? And then what's your conversion rate? And so there's actually a formula that I list in the guide that you want to check out. And, and, and for anybody that's, that's into math, I'll lay it out really quickly. It's basically if you take price times your margin – and then multiply that by your conversion rate, that can give you kind of an initial starting bid, right? So, so as an example, uh, let's say that you have a $100 item, you got 50% margin, so you take 100 times 50%, that's $50 left over. You multiply that by a 2% uh, conversion rate, and, and now you're looking at, uh, what is that? Oh, geez. I really put myself on the spot by having to do math on the on the call. I promise um, we won't edit that out. <laughs> awesome, you're I welcome. Appreciate that. <laughs> yes, that is that is ideal. Um, so you're looking at would that be like a dollar up to a dollar, I believe. Um, so you could pay as much as a dollar for that that item, right? So that that can kind of be your initial bid. We usually take, like to take that calculation and even reduce it a little bit. We like to start a little bit lower, and one of the reasons for that with a, with a lower bid you're more likely to show up for longer tail, less competitive keywords. So if I bid 10 cents on an item, I'm going to be showing up for just the really long tail when someone's typing in like part number and colors and you know this really long search query. If I bid a couple dollars, I'm going to be competing for uh, the really 
highly searched kind of top of the funnel keywords. So sometimes the lower bids actually work a, a little bit better in terms of conversions, lower volume, but better conversions. So anyway, we, we like to bid individually per product. So we like to say, hey, we can see the data at a product level. We can see how many clicks and how many conversions and what the return on ad spend is for each product. So let's set it up that way. And that's one of the things that I see, we see a lot of agencies uh, grouping large number of products together. A lot of individuals do that, you know, same bid across all products. And it's really not a good idea. And, and, and because you can see the data at a, at a product level, we like to bid at a product level. And so we kind of create that initial bid and then we're just watching performance. We're seeing, hey, what's what's getting a good click-through rate? What is actually selling? What's meeting our return on ad spend goals? And let's let's bid up on that and let's get it more more of a chance to to sell more impressions. And yeah, you're right. That's where you want to take that uh, quantitative um, data-driven approach to these things. So let's yep. say I've got more money than time. I want to hire somebody. Let's say I want to hire Brett to do this. What is it? What should I expect to to budget and pay for this? One million dollars. Deal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it's it's actually it can be pretty straightforward. We we charge a you know flat fee. For managing a shopping campaign, starts as low as $500 a month to manage it. We have other clients that come and just say, hey, help me set up my feed. And, and so the, those, that starts as low as $500, uh, $500 as well, one-time fee. And then for clients where we need to manage it on an ongoing basis, we'll charge a percentage of, of ad spend, very reasonable to keep managing that. It kind of depends. Like If you're a merchant and you've got several hundred products or Google Shopping is a really big channel for you, it makes sense to pay someone ongoing to manage it because your results are going to be drastically different. If you've got like four products, you know, and we, we have clients that have four products, you know, paying an agency ongoing to manage that you know, may not be worth it, but getting them to set it up could be, could be ideal. So it, it's relatively, I think, uh, pretty affordable. I like that system. Brett, what's one thing you wish every stop, Shopify store owner would do? Oh man, that that man, that's hard to 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 kind of look at the, distill that into one thing because I've got all these things popping into my mind from conversion rate optimization, which which you know is one of your specialties, to to really thinking about the the product page. I, I would think so. So here's one thing I'd mention because it ties into our our discussion today. Focus on your product page, your product detail page. Don't worry as much about your homepage. Homepage is important. But if you look at, you know, as you start to drive more and more traffic, and especially if, you, if you're driving Google Shopping traffic, almost all those visitors are just going to go directly to the product detail page. That's, that's where, that's the way Google Shopping works. It sends people to that page. So if you'll take the time to look at your titles and your descriptions and your title tag on the, on the product detail page and begin to really optimize that, thinking both what's going to help a uh, an actual user convert and what is going to give Google enough to be able to say, ah, I know exactly what that product is. If you work in that product detail page, that's going to help you uh, in, in, a, in a number of ways. It's going to help with organic search. It's going to help with your product listing ads or Google shopping and it could help with conversion. So my, I think one of the mistakes that a lot of e-commerce store owners make is they, they spend maybe too much time on the homepage and not enough time on the, the product detail page. And that, that's really where the, the magic happens, in my opinion. I'd agree with that. that that's great advice. So, Brett, uh, where can people go to learn more about you? Yeah, absolutely. So check out our site, omgcommerce.com. And that 
actually stands for online marketing giant. That was the uh, uh, name of our, our parent company that, that my business partner, Chris Brewer, and I started. But everybody calls us OMG, so then we, we kind of shortened it to OMG Commerce. But omgcommerce.com. Uh, I am on the Twitters at, uh, at Brett Curry. That's two T's. So check it out there. Also, you know, check out the Google Shopping Guide on Shopify. My bio's on, I think, every page at the bottom. If you scroll down, you can see it. And you can connect to, to our site there. Uh, LlamaCommerceShow.com. Check that out. Love to have you look at that. And, uh, yeah, would love to connect with, with whoever. Wonderful. All right. I'm going to include all of those links in the show notes. Uh, thank you for, for joining us. This has been educational and both my, my honor and pleasure. Kurt, appreciate it. You're a legend and uh, <laughs> was, was excited to be on the, on the podcast. I thank you. I'd like to think of myself as the Tyler Perry of e-commerce. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or the El Chapo, whichever which Whichever way you want to go, yeah. buddy. Whichever way you want to go, I think yeah, you, you call your shot there. So. <laughs> so however this audio made it into yours, you can find out more about it on officialshopfypodcast.com. And if you'd like to be notified whenever a new episode goes live, sign up for my newsletter, kurtelster.com. I'll shoot you an email whenever we post a new episode. Uh, and I'm going to ask you for a favor. I think this is a hugely valuable episode. If it's valuable for you, leave us a review on iTunes. Those things are like gold. That's that's SEO for podcasts is those iTunes reviews. So thanks, everybody. We'll be back next week. Our program was produced today by Paul Rita. The unofficial Shopify podcast is distributed by EtherCycle LLC. We'll be back next week with more value bombs for Shopify store owners. If you're looking for more high-quality and actionable advice on learning the business of e-commerce, join thousands of other Shopify store owners on our totally free newsletter at eCommerce Bootcamp. That's eCommerce-Bootcamp.com.